Justice Gorsuch has the opinion of the court this morning in case 171484, Azar versus Alina Health Services. This is a case about the meaning of a congressional statute. The statute guarantees the public the right to notice and an opportunity to comment before the government makes substantive changes to its policies governing Medicare benefits. The question we face is whether the government complied with the statute's demands. Following Congress's notice and comment mandate, it's true, can be a hassle for the government, but it's important. Notice and comment gives affected parties fair warning of potential shifts in the law and a chance to be heard before any changes are made. It also helps the government avoid errors and make more informed decisions. All those benefits are especially valuable when it comes to a program like Medicare, one of the largest and most complicated of all federal programs, one that provides health insurance for about 60 million Americans. In that context, even minor policy changes can impact millions of people and billions of dollars in ways that are not always easy for the government to anticipate. Consider what happened in this case. The government announced a new policy that significantly reduced Medicare payments to hospitals that serve low-income patients. But it didn't give the hospitals or the public advance notice or an opportunity to comment on the new policy. Instead, it just announced a change on a website. And then it applied its new rule retroactively to reduce payments to the hospitals for services they had already rendered to low-income patients. Not surprisingly, a group of hospitals sued to challenge the new policy. Ultimately, the Court of Appeals agreed with the hospitals that the government had no lawful excuse for neglecting its statutory notice and comments obligations. We agree. Resolving this case turns out to hinge on a single phrase in the Medicare Act. The statute requires notice and comment for policies that establish or change a, quote, substantive legal standard. The hospitals and the government read that phrase very differently. On the one hand, the hospitals argue that the Medicare Act uses the word substantive in the sense of not procedural, and everyone agrees that the policy at issue here wasn't merely procedural. On the other hand, the government argues that the Medicare Act uses the word substantive to refer to a distinction drawn in a different statute, the Administrative Procedures Act, or APA for short. The APA requires notice and comment for what it calls substantive rules, which are rules that carry the force of law. But it doesn't require notice and comment for interpretive rules, which are rules that are simply meant to advise the public of how an agency is interpreting other statutes and regulations that do have the force of law. According to the government, the Medicare Act doesn't require notice and comment for anything that would qualify as an interpretive rule under the APA, and in the government's view, that includes the policy at issue here. In the end, we find we must disagree with the government. A number of textual and structural clues in the Act convince us that when Congress adopted the phrase substantive legal standard in the Medicare Act, it did not intend to convey the same meaning as the phrase substantive rule in the APA. Now, I promise I will not bore you all with the details of those statutory and structural clues. They can all be found in a lengthy opinion on file with the clerk today. For now, it's enough to say that it can come as little surprise that when Congress uses different language in different statutes, it may seek to convey a different meaning. The judgment of the Court of Appeals is affirmed. Justice Breyer has filed a dissenting opinion. 
Justice Kavanaugh took no part in the consideration of the decision of the case.